what i do know for a fact is that social media and the internet have empowered this generation at the same time it has also made it incredibly lonely but this is a generation that is far more aware of their own emotions that you'd ever all you need to do is just be there for them <laughs> I know you read a lot. So let's begin with the love for books that you have. I don't think I nearly uh, read enough now. पहले बहुत पढ़ता था अब अब तो I think काफी कम हो गया है. So um, with, with the company and with everything else, as you know, uh, just don't get enough time. I'm reading a really nice book right now though, called The Chaos Machine. By Max Fisher, which is about social media ruining the world. But the field that you work in right yeah. now. Like first of all, you are on social media, so we all are participating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in running the of world. We are. keep creating yeah. content, and on top of that, you work with this most inexplicable part of human race right now—the youngsters. And <laughs> we get to hear a lot about what they are and what they are not, yeah. and what they should and what they shouldn't. After having worked with them so closely, what is the biggest myth? or the stupidest thing that you have heard about youngsters i think the biggest myth is that young people are entitled you know i feel like a lot of people look down upon uh, young indians in particular and the gen z and say that you know bahut entitled hai sir in front aapko nahi lagta wo entitled hai mujhe nahi lagta nahi matlab ye bada common sa wo belief hai ki bas inko to lagta hai sab kuch ready hona chahiye So one of the things so I went across, uh, I did something called the You Are Roadshow of Kindness, where right. I went across the country. I went to about 120 colleges. I went to 35 cities. Met over 10,000 young Indians. Okay. And my biggest understanding of the roadshow was that I'm bolte rehte na, ab saadin phone me ghuste rehte hain. They're always looking down on their phone. I realized that young people look down on their phones because when they look up, no one hears them. Yeah, you know, when they look up, there's no one who uh, is interested in what they have to say. Mm-hmm. On their phone, they find these communities of other young people who give them respect, who mm-hmm. give, the, in fact, the respect of being heard, who give them um, at least uh, comfort and and camaraderie, if not like anything Solutions, more than that. Yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 because of that, they feel a little less alone. But uh, outside of their phone, they feel really lonely. We have grown up in you know two worlds. For us, this is a different world—the real world and the internet world. Mm. You know, but for young people, it's all one world, and it's not easy growing up in a world with the internet and a world with social media. Why do you say that? Uh, because there's just so much noise. There's so much information. You know, before I felt like information used to be a good thing. That you know, I mean. when i grew up i didn't have have obviously none of us kind of had uh, the internet at one point or computers also were a privilege you know right. at at one point of time uh, mobile phones vagaira bhi baad mein hi aaye so we have seen a world before the internet we've seen a world after the internet if i needed to learn about something it, it would take me time to find out right so parents ko pooch liya teachers ko pooch liya ja ke book pad li actual and jo likha hota tha jo bolte the log hum maan jate the right and like my parents said if my parents would say as an example ki there is only one sexuality which is straight hmm. and heterosexuality aise hi hota hai ha ladka to ladki se shaadi karega aise hi and you believe it right right yeah <laughs> but with, you know but uh, and that is also why so many people who had different identities did not know how to, to identify or, yeah or would feel so alone it's taken years and years for people to come out of the closet because you know the regular thinking or the collective value system that everybody had was one 
you know whereas when you when growing up on the internet it's just you google even if your parents are telling you one thing you can go on google and you can just kind of search for you know what does it mean to like a boy liking a boy and you get this beautiful term called lgbtq and suddenly you realize that you are not alone there's many more people like you so that's just one example to tell you that i want to build on that yeah. example and ask you this genuine question yeah. i have at least four friends right now yeah. uh, who have kids between 12 to 15 एंड उनके बच्चों को बिकॉज वो कोरियन ड्रामा देखते हैं दैट्स वॉट माई फ्रेंड्स टेल मी बिकॉज दे वॉच कोरियन ड्रामा उनके मन में ऐसा है कि वो बाइसेक्शुअल है सो दिस इज लाइक अ टर्म वेरी लूजली यूज इन द कॉन्वर्जेशन एंड आई रियली वॉन्ट हैव एन ओपिनियन बट आई डोंट हैव बिकॉज मैंने बच्चों को बहुत क्लोजली नहीं देखा है सो दे आर बाइसेक्शुअल सो इट इज द टर्म्स दैट दे यूज दैट इट इज वेरी फैशनेबल इन दैट एज ग्रुप टू बी बाइसेक्शुअल एंड डिप्रेस Yeah. And because they use the word depressed, I want to punch on their faces. <laughs> but what is your view on that? I think it's very unfair that we are uh, identifying an entire generation of young Indians with like uh, a few words and labels that we feel uh, are easy to put on because that's our understanding of young people. But then, who made their choice? My question, the other hand, is who is to say? If, for example, if, for example, it's even true that every young person today is bisexual, uh, which I'm pretty sure is not true. Uh, having said that, even if it was an entire generation, who is to say that when we were growing up, you know, we weren't? Maybe we didn't know the terms for it. Exactly. Maybe none of us actually knew like what sexuality is until like you know, thankfully, the internet you know helped us recognize it. Or there's so many other people who have been you know proponents of this who have come up. with a lot of courage put their lives out you know in front of us and told us you know that here is what gender spectrum is here is what uh, the spectrum of sexuality looks like and people fall in different places on it right so i feel like it's very close thinking to believe that you know to put people in boxes i feel of any generation yeah. i think that you know we were also put in boxes growing up ki tum aise hi kar sakte ho tum you know aise jee sakte ho tumhe engineering karne padegi mba karna padega who i say you should marry who i which college i tell you you should go to that's one that's the reason that so much of so many of us had issues going up and it's the same with our parents i'm not even saying it's just Maybe unique to any of our generation yeah our parents were also told to live in a certain way and that who's happy yeah and the no bob- generation has been happy let's be honest <laughs> no none of none of the parents i have never seen like an old person who's been happy with their life and that's because their lives were we were they were told that this is the way to live your life and the same way we were told to live our lives a certain way at least the gen z is now trying to fight back and like you know some of us did as millennials hmm. also but i feel like still many 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 others have just never been able to so true and and the boxes do not work anymore yeah. and now we yeah. are okay so at least the yeah. younger generation is honest enough yeah. to say ki ye nahi karna क्या करना है मुझे नहीं पता पर ये नहीं करना विच वी डू नॉट डू जनरली एब्सोल्युटली आई फील लाइक टू मच चॉइस कैन इज आल्सो नॉट ऑलवेज अ गुड थिंग आई थिंक दैट्स आल्सो व्हाई सम ऑफ द रीजंस व्हाई दे हैव सो मच मेंटल हेल्थ इश्यूज एंड अगेन व्हेन यू टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स लाइक डिप्रेशन यू नो मेंटल हेल्थ इज ऑल्सो स्पेक्ट्रम दैट वी डिड नॉट अंडरस्टैंड ग्रोइंग अप हमें भी अगेन यही बोला गया था कि दुखी होते हैं तो फिर जो ना मत दुखी हो बोलकर खुश वापस हो सकते हैं हाँ बस मतलब छोड़ like, दो ना हाँ, इस बारे में मत सोचो यू नो डोंट थिंक अबाउट इट डोंट क्राई डोंट डिस्ट्रैक्ट या डिस्ट्रैक्ट योर सेल्फ बी स्ट्रॉन्ग एंड देन सडनली एवरीथिंग इज ओके माई फैमिली यूज टू से दैट कोई मर गया क्या क्यों रो रहे हो you know like as if people cry only when other people die right, right. you know you can't cry otherwise so it is there is so much stigma of even expressing your you know sad emotions how 
I would say that uh, at least if they, if people in the young generation say they're depressed, at least they are aware, they acknowledge it. Whereas I feel like so many of us have lived with depression without even recognizing what it means or the fact that we were going through it. You know, I think it's it's great that young people have this choice, and I feel like a lot of them are trying to process it. A lot of them are trying to find their identities. A lot of the times, um, not everybody is successful. You mm-hmm. know, and it's not easy for sure. You know, having so much choice also becomes really hard when you have a hundred things to choose from you know what do you really go for and then you also live in a world where you're constantly being you know shown all the many possibilities of what you can be hmm. and that you are not today you know ki tum abhi shayad ek hi cheez ho but look at these 20 people on your insta stories or your your twitter feed who are also doing 40 other things you know and your life could be like that at the same time your life isn't like that so you're both so the gap the yeah. disparity between where you can be and where you are Absolutely. constantly keeps increasing Absolutely. it it becomes so it was easier for us we knew only four <laughs> options <Yeah. laughs> either you made it or you didn't make it see i also think that you know i feel it is tough for every generation hmm. but uh, uh, since we never spoke about how tough it is we just like you know accepted accepted also or maybe internalized we kind of like the trauma was just life right it was not like trauma the word yeah and we didn't know Whereas, exactly what yeah, is called it is ye zindagi hai trauma <laughs> nahi zindagi hai you know it is it is yahi hai yahi hai but for this generation now they have words to explain how they are feeling because of that their feelings don't become less real True. because of that their feelings don't become lesser than ours just because we did not have vocabulary to express ourselves but the fact that they are able to express themselves is a good thing but i also feel like what happens again unfortunately i feel like the internet also amplifies the the um the loudest of every voice possible mm. so so if there are five people saying that you know they are feeling something you know it will amplify to make it sound like the whole generation is feeling something until comes a point where everybody in the generation thinks maybe they're right maybe we are feeling that hmm. so then the you know the wahi to baat ho rahi hai people become the spokes people of the same generation whereas i feel like a lot of it is just the internet it's it's not real life so far listeners i have nikhil's handwriting on a little tiny paper and he has challenged me to still talk about it which i will i feel like i'm confident about everything except when it comes to asking for things for myself in any sphere like it anxious when i have to talk about what i want or deserve this goes back to like even when i would feel for example in my earlier jobs that i was you know the hardest working person in my office but when it would come to ask for money for that extra you know, work yeah for the work that i would do i'd always like be like you know but so what like you know so what if i worked hard and etc everybody like even if i know that i have qualitatively outperforming others i'd always just always keep myself at the back and just be like constantly keep telling myself you know this is not why you know if they had to give it to you you will give it anyway what is the point of asking or even if i ask it would just get me so anxious and i'd have to make like 100 different reasons apart from just the fact that listen i'm good at what i do you know i'd explain like you know where i am in life what i want to but <laughs> not justification just, yeah justification <laughs> you know versus just saying like this is what i deserve yeah. so i just feel like i have a lot of uh, uh, issues in asking for myself hmm. i do not agree with you actually okay. sorry to say that like <laughs> like that but i do not agree with you because you have created ideas and you presented those ideas to people and they didn't agree with you mm-hmm. and they say no you shouldn't be given the chance to speak you should why why is it important and you fought your way through it 
right you don't take no for an answer when you set your mind to something let's look at it if you if you have an idea a, a concept or a, a script of a movie or a concept of a show in your mind you don't budge and if you don't agree with me i'll call five people from your office i agree, no, I agree with you <laughs> yeah but you don't sure. budge yeah. so if somebody who is that clear and who knows exactly what is needed and if he is willing to do whatever it takes then he he definitely believes in his opinion what you don't care for probably is the effort versus money as a yeah, correlation yeah it's not about self worth is nothing about asking is just about money correlation you don't agree only you don't understand and you don't value why not why not because some people are genuinely evolved this is evolution <laughs> i feel like where well, i used to earlier think that money is not important the older i'm getting i'm just like man why didn't i save you know you didn't save but also the kind of see you wouldn't have invested all your time working with the kids for no money yeah. and doing the road shows if monetary gains were your yeah. primary ideas <laughs> right so if you wouldn't have done that you wouldn't have got that experience and that insights to build the business that you do so i do not agree with you it's just evolution where people understand that life is much beyond this transactional reality and i don't care a damn and i'm okay with it what you know, what is happening now is yeah. with growing responsibilities when you see okay i might not require it going back to your other ideas where but others require mm-hmm. and thereby i should so yeah. i have seen people cutting themselves short only because the responsibilities become more important and then now you're getting the logic now the fact that you're getting the logic now from no matter where we are at you're just 35 and from here you can start building what does it take to be financially free that's all it takes and you just have to start doing different kind of math mm. but if you go back and make yourself wrong for the generosity mm. and kindness you have had a part of you will stay conflicted and you won't either enjoy this or that because you're proud of everything that you did and at mm. no point you wanted to charge people for that work mm. and i i have been part of some social movements and all i never want to go back and ever talk about money so it's not about money ever it's only about knowing that it is not correlated to who you are and i want to say something we don't deserve anything the whole idea that you deserve to be paid this and paid that is such a capitalist idea why are we why do you deserve because you went to that school and you had that many years of experience who tells that the younger person who without that experience can't yeah. do it so there is no that the whole idea of deserving it by itself is like a wrong program and algorithm mm-hmm. that we have been a part of and you know and if you say i deserve respect like why do you deserve respect because you're yeah. born to this family of a person who is not born is, is with money is it to mil jaati paise mushkil se milte hain matlab dono deserve deserve hi nahi hai na the whole idea of deserve yeah. is nothing what you deserve is not the value you bring to the table it's a transaction yeah. you're so much more than that so please remember it's only about money aap apne liye bahut respect rakhte ho matlab people can't just take pangas yeah, with you you're right and this does make a lot of sense i just want to and and you're also right in that you know i mean it's i've never cared about money earlier because it was never important to me and it's not important even now to me right. it's more important to the future that i'm trying to build with my wife the future that i'm trying to build for my you know future family it's just suddenly then become like a thing that i've realized so i have a small suggestion to mm-hmm. make here all you got to do is understand that this is a new game and to yeah. play this new game you'll have to learn to play the money game and add to it but 
what we do is we're like oh but i don't think like that that doesn't mean anything like as yeah. as as a coach i've learned one thing at any point in life 45 55 people decide i want to switch gears mm-hmm. your brain is capable of switching gears but if you say i want to make money more important then mm-hmm. that will create internal conflict because mm-hmm. internally you know it's not important mm-hmm. so just play as a video game score but don't do it because it's important you're really good at what you do thank you <laughs> this is great stuff Thank stuff you. that I've been trying to figure out in my head <laughs> since a while because we're talking so much about social media now. Even I kind of recognize, like I feel like I myself am so aware about, and I think it's like any other addiction. No, not even addiction. I think for me, social media and 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 uh, uh, content and everything on the internet is also part of my job profile, part of the work I do, part of like just sustenance at this point. If I'm not on it, you know, how can I run my company? You know, given my company is literally about this. But I, but it's I recognize on every day how harmful it has becoming to me. Yeah. With like in the night for me, you know. just the browsing time just makes my sleep worse you know when i get up in the morning i'm re- I'm, i'm i'm seeing it the first thing i kind of when i start reading i started noticing that you know and i tried to now time myself how many minutes can i go when i before i want to check my notifications again and it's like you know Scary. until yeah until until you really pushing yourself it's like 7 to 9 minutes and that's it and every 9 God. minutes i want to see like what's happening yeah you know 7 to 9 minutes is is like the average time before i get like impatient about so i've now of course like i'm guessing this is as similar to any other addiction i don't know what it is but i really want to uh, you know have meaningful interactions with uh, social media and the internet versus just as doom scoring yeah you know just just what it is right now how do i how do i go about that so first thing uh, i feel work wise and in, i'm also like a content creator and i also caught myself doing this it's a tough one to Correct. to break because you justify in your mind yeah. and the way it is designed is also starts programming your mind so more you see the need and desire to see more it's like i don't know some sort of sugar they put in it yeah, exactly <laughs> so yeah. i go back to it over and over but the point i feel is something more engaging so they call it habit stacking mm-hmm. it works in many habit many stacking. cases so you start your day so for example i would not keep my phone around me or i i have like you know this thing i i check uh i read certain things when i wake up and i used to use the phone to do it and that was my excuse oh i have to read this and yeah. when was your on phone so i made a print of that and i, I kept that next to me so mm-hmm. if that access is not given and it feels unnatural i'm like but then is it not only the access whatever but just try it because sure. if you want to break something yeah. uh, removing it's about any addiction even for our listeners when you try to break a habit your brain would start craving for something else so what you do is you start giving it other alternatives to just be as engaged and it will be uncomfortable in the beginning but once you get more involved engaged with the other thing it becomes more interesting so last night i'm writing a lot uh, last 10 days and it was constantly on the screen so last night i decided i want to just paint and i had not, no inspiration to paint so mm-hmm. i only had my sunglasses ka cover so mm-hmm. i took that and started painting it and i realized 10 15 minutes into it it was such a thing like you know it's not a simple activity yeah. physicality of it but i got so involved that i forgot to make videos about it and just made in the beginning and at the end but i forgot because the whole process was so engaging yeah. so sometimes we also 
stay on social media so much because other things are not engaging enough so if we create what we say triggers of things that can really be engaging mm. we won't feel the need to so i feel once that engaging thing is happening is like talking to the love of your life and mm. anything other than that makes you feel that i am wasting my time mm. but because you don't have the love of your life then you are on social media a little longer Yeah. that only shows that something else is missing i need to definitely whether it's a stack of paper i should just get to physical papers now just start getting newspapers in the morning cuz i love reading morning news and then these little things just make our life so easy yeah yeah eventually absolutely. yeah i also observe silence i have one day and sometimes only half a day i can manage in in 15 days but i do not have any gadget no book nothing just staring at the wall for 4 mm. hours and uh, i do it 10 days a year and all of that but i've trained my mind to just observe silence so that once you become okay with it uh, how long if you know there is no option 4 hours you nobody can reach you or 1 hour 15 minutes it will not be that long a period but for that 1 hour no matter what happens not even reading so no stimulation for your brain and your brain accepts that there's it can survive without stimulation it it gets rewired i believe i'm going to give it a shot <laughs> i'm remembering the story mai papa ke sath mai jab bhi bahar jati thi bachpan mein mai hamesha ja ke dahi vada order karti thi kahin pe bhi so kind of irritating like one child, like yeah. everybody would eat different things and i'm only dahi vada dahi vada so once my father said what if your next favorite thing is on the menu but you have never tried wow. it yeah and that blew my mind i was like i think 7 or 8 but it blows my mind it's till date but it's just like what if there's something out there and you don't know and ah. it is the thing for you see now this is this schrodinger's menu i would say for me i'm obsessed with paneer everybody who knows me knows that i love paneer right ab wo meri identity hai for better or worse like i eat paneer i eat ketchup this is why i am as a human being right i like movies and whatever but and i made my at some point i realized that there are many more options earlier mujhe pata nahi tha when i was growing up i was मुझे पता नहीं था कि और ऑप्शंस अवेलेबल है फिर ऑप्शंस अवेलेबल हो गई एंड देन एज अ मिलेनियल देन अ लॉट ऑफ द स्ट्रगल दैट मिलेनियल्स वेंट थ्रू वाज कि शुड वी गो फॉर दीस ऑप्शंस और शुड वी स्टिक टू द वंस वी हैव और शुड वी फाइंड समवेयर इन बिटवीन आई डिसाइडेड दैट दीस ऑप्शंस वर्क फॉर मी आई एम नॉट इंटरेस्टेड इन एक्सप्लोरिंग मोर थिंग्स एंड आई विल मेक माय पीस विद इट आई फील लाइक सम चॉइसेस आफ्टर अ पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम यू काइंड ऑफ आई मीन एट लीस्ट माय जनरेशन डिसाइडेड एंड देन जस्ट स्टक टू इट राइट वेयर एज Again, unfortunately for this uh, next generation, like what you said, keep if you don't know, uh, uh, maybe your next favorite thing. Now that imagine for an entire generation where it's the whole race is about the next thing, you know, versus yeah. versus the current thing. There is all you're always winning with the next thing, so to speak, right? When you're scrolling up down, yeah, next, you know, next the video. next thing is going to be the best thing that you've seen today. The next tweet is going to be the most exciting tweet that you have seen. The next uh, video uh, you make might go viral. Yeah, so the next video you make might go viral. The next thing that you put online as an opinion might be the thing that people like know you for. It's always the anticipation of what is coming up next yeah. that you kind of living life for versus spending any time in the present. and that's where so much of the loneliness comes from because you know so where beautiful. where we had where we had again you know and i'm not saying this both things are equally like good True. or bad i don't know right also peace the discussion with, is not about good or bad yeah, it's about yeah. just a comparison it, exactly. that you're saying yeah we made peace with and accepted that for better or worse these are the choices we have now we either accept them or we fight and then maybe you fight till a time and then you accept it and that's your life and and right now you know like and i'll give you one example that i given i do a lot of these talks in colleges and one of the examples i'll give like you know this word settle 
is always a word that used to make me like really you know i used to find it very you want me to settle with a certain idea of what you think my life should be for you it might be stable but for me is actually a compromise mm. and for me settle then completely became a word about compromise that you know you fight and you fight and you fight and the day you decide to settle mm. is actually the day you decide to compromise because you're tired of fighting yeah. you know and and for me that's the millennial life in like one line uh, or Beautiful. one phrase right wow. but gen- but the gen z i feel like again i don't know you know it is it is the first generation that is living through uh, the 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 issues that technology brings hmm. they are somewhere in many ways a guinea pig generation ki jo na you are the i mean you're living through history what can you you know i mean today we've just lived through the pandemic but we can't tell the long term effects 15 saal baad aage chalega ki acha ye jab hua tha na uski wajah se ye cheeze change hui hain what i do know for a fact is that social media and the internet have empowered this generation at the same time it has also made it incredibly lonely because of all the harmful effects that come from like this constant barrage of you know you want to swing with yeah what's, what's next what's next swipe right swipe left love is swipe right swipe left yeah you are never able to you know be with one person for a certain amount of time because in your head you're constantly thinking swipe right swipe right swipe right you're always thinking maybe this person the first time you see a sign of a so to so called red flag and i'm not again saying that red flags don't exist of course they do and sometimes you have to be careful but not every little problem that you have with your partner is a red flag right but it's easier to call it red yeah, flag because then yeah. you have a reason to move on exactly and then you immediately move on and say acha ye to red flag hai now i'll yeah. swipe right i don't need to be with this person and that's why you know most young people are not able to stick to relationships so interesting esther perel is a relationship expert from new york and she said what makes people most unhappy is the pursuit of happiness I love that. Yeah. It's a constant pursuit. <laughs> It's the next thing that next you know birthday yeah. next anniversary did you do this for me did you do that for usi mein se sara waqt nikal jata hai aur I grapple with it just as much as anybody else. I also feel like again it's while it is I think because people are so young they may not have the self awareness uh, to recognize that there are both sides to the internet and social media and kind of what what we are being conditioned by algorithms to feel. Mm-hmm. I am self-aware, but it's not that I can escape it either. I am still True. very much a victim of this entire, <laughs> you know, or for that matter, perpetrator. I am yeah. still going and posting content, even if I am today talking about why that content is harmful. Yeah. What does that make True. me? I don't know. <laughs> and at the right time, so the algorithm picks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So, Nikhil, exactly, what is your job's objective? Kya hai? Like you do uh, the films and you work yeah. with youngsters and you yeah. have this community. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's interesting that we've been talking about loneliness because that's really why you all started uh, with the intention of can we make young people feel less alone? And again, the reason I'm calling it Yuva is because Yuva uh, uh, has always kind of been seen as this angry term. You know, you kind of Yuva Sena is what typically like political parties kind of you know use or co-opt or whatever. And I kind of always said that you know I think young people have the bigger biggest hearts of all you know and i wanted you are to be a term that was associated with love and empathy versus anger wow. and fist you know and and which is why you are and like all the work we do is rooted in mental health and empathy our aim is to make young people feel less alone uh 
and and my background has been with entertainment and storytelling so i genuinely feel that if we are able to create you know content and stories and put out stories and represent young voices and young stories in a certain way perhaps somewhere someone will see a piece of content we put out a reel of a young person who's spoken truth and they brought their authentic selves out there and feel a little bit less alone and i feel like i mean given that i know that this generation is going through the epidemic of loneliness you know and not enough people are doing anything about it not enough people are talking about it can you are come in as a platform that listens to young people that represents what they're going through and somewhere in some way makes them feel uh, less lonely than before and i'm just like moved because uh, during the pandemic for the first time we started a social initiative hame pata nahi tha ki karna kya hai but we said we should do something some part we should play and uh, we said 21 day anti anxiety journaling workshop wow. let's help people to have some tools because yeah. it's going to be tough and everybody yeah. was saying it and i had a video module that i had created yeah. and i really felt genuinely that if i die what will i do with all this knowledge and people require it right now so yeah. we jumped in and the wave that we ex- we didn't expect but we had to be a part of was like literally we worked for 16 hours a day small yeah. team that time and more than 20000 people became part of all of this during the pandemic and the stories i have heard in that period like i felt like this is toughest and the most meaningful part of my career because people opened their hearts and they spoke to a stranger they didn't know us but they spoke to us and told us exactly what was happening and the pandemic was much before the loneliness pandemic was much yeah. before yeah, yeah. the actual pandemic and we were just ignoring it conveniently yeah. uh pandemic held the the mirror in front of absolutely. us absolutely i think we've all we've always been looking for connection mm-hmm. you know and uh, we just don't um but earlier it was frowned upon as if like you know uh being vulnerable enough to find shared human connection is a weakness but vulnerability is not a weakness it is a strength absolutely. because that's how you you know have empathy for each other that's how you build bonds that's how you find friendship find love by being vulnerable mm-hmm. by actually sharing your stories um and and i think now and again i i credit again a lot of um you know young people for being uh that vulnerable to actually put their lives out mm-hmm. unafraid of shame yeah. i mean can you imagine like today we are openly having conversations about sexuality and gender and mental health and a lot of that is because young people were unafraid you know and i feel like that's something we can learn from i think as as folks who are millennials and older we genuinely need to uh you know recognize that discomfort is is the first step to change that uh, a vulnerability is a sign of strength and sharing uh, authentic true and and parts of you that you're scared of can actually you know end up turning into uh, it's an act of courage you know that will help you connect with other people in, in more meaningful ways Absolutely. than you've ever 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 seen i've also been an educator i worked in you know as as a professor in a college for 7 years taught in a college not worked but uh, uh, i am very well aware of what the student suicide rate in our country is mm. and it keeps going up every single year exactly. you know and it is students who are studying you can kind of comment and joke about it and say unki ye problem hai life ke andar but uh, uh, there are systemic issues that we don't understand you know we are asking every young person to be one identity you know and be 
of one kind of a young person in one kind of a patriarchal setup that has to do one kind of a job that has to be a one has to marry one kind of a person and that's all you should ever be and if you try to uh not be that you know if you when your mark when your entire lives are reduced to numbers and said you know tumhe agar itne number nahi hai to main zindagi tum failure ho tum average ho tum ye cities hi nahi mila tum failure ho tum average ho you know that kind of pressure not everybody is able to take i i feel like but as i said i feel like i i i do have at this point after very long time empathy for the previous generations <laughs> who never got the opportunity to express themselves vulnerably mm. you know and that is why they become so hardened that is why they become so angry that is why they become so okay with shaming others for the same things that they were perhaps shamed at some point yeah just sasvi kabhi bahuti exactly it's just it's it sad like, i yeah. i feel i find it just sad so you spoke about how you were mocked by your school student uh, school friends and everybody in the school uh, when you wrote articles for newspaper and that amount of criticism as a child <laughs> to do something that you believe in and now that what the work that you do uh, not trolled much but also you have very very clear opinions when i met you for the first time <laughs> that was that was my question that nikhil how do you manage to piss so many people off with real conversations and how do you still continue to do all of this so from that age of 14 till now kuch badla hai you know in, if anything i have i have recognized that um i've i've it's it's strengthened my my um uh, need to being authentic has just strengthened since that time my need to uh, kind of expressing myself in the way that i want has only become uh, stronger for me uh, you know I, i have stopped looking at people as again i i i don't like the i don't like labels okay mm. i don't like looking at people reducing them to one idea that i may have of them mm. even if somebody is saying something nasty to me i don't want to do to them what they are doing to me and saying that listen i read this one thing that you have written and now i hate you <laughs> on the other hand i would say that if i were to do the same to you because you've written something nasty based on one opinion of me i am also doing the same to you based on one yeah, comment you have put on yeah. my thing so i i don't judge you know uh because i think that's the problem with the world right like i feel like unfortunately <laughs> we judge because we've been judged right we we troll because we've been trolled we bully because we've been bully every there's this very famous thing that says that hurt people hurt people you know and sure. and and again i i'm not right now talking about not having accountability again i must say that as a boy or as a man it's uh, what i face is like maybe like point zero 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 one percent of what women face, yeah. what uh, or people of other genders for that matter, uh, or what uh, and the the intensity with which I face it is again nothing in comparison to what marginalized folks face. So I you know I also have that privilege of you know recognizing that mm. listen I'm there is people facing far worse than I ever can face, but at the same time I just feel like you know empathy needs to start somewhere. If it's not starting from the person who's making that unkind comment, it needs to start with me. <laughs> If I'm also going to be the same person, then there is never going to be. Then just going to be a circle of hate, right? So I kind of just try to uh, you know have a little bit of a distance from what is happening hmm. and try not to look down upon people. If of course there are people who are being 
consistent in hate then i might restrict them because again i need to be kind to myself also mm. right so i might not i might not write back to you but and i might not like look down on you but i may for now just not want to interact with you because i want to keep दिस insanely divided divisive world that we live in polarized world that we live in right now i think it, it is a choice every day every second every decision that we are making on the internet and our realize is a choice right now and kindness is hard you know people like talk about compassion as if like it's the easiest thing in the world it's no. the hardest <laughs> thing in this world oh my let's God. be honest yeah but but it is you know it is also kind of selfish because you know if you are being kind and compassionate you are not letting the anger get to you you are not you know letting the toxicity get to you it's actually good for you uh, maybe not in the moment when the in the moment a reaction might be the happiest thing but then you're going to probably and i feel like most good people and decent people feel that mm. you might take have a reaction out and then for like minutes or hours after just feel terrible about it yeah. whereas if you let go in that moment and just be kind in that moment it might be tough at that time but you live much more peacefully this is what i feel mm. but i just again like to each their own i don't i don't uh, because again i've learned this from you know i young people again that sometimes anger can be great when it is directed at institutions you know and or the thing that you need to speak about yeah right? yeah or, or or the things that you care about and are passionate about you know but i just feel like anger directed at people is is unless again they're people in power mm-hmm. uh, uh i think it's counterproductive you know because you are just you're just hating each other and mm-hmm. like that's the reason you know this world has become so toxic what do you think happened to you that was different for you to be so sensitive <laughs> and so empathetic is is forget about man or a woman i think this is really <laughs> so two things one yeah. very simple answer clinical anxiety <laughs> very simple answer uh, i went through insanely tough two years um grappling with mental health issues with anxiety i was diagnosed and i had to spend good two to and a half years in therapy non stop to try and figure out what is happening mm-hmm. so that i think made me recognize uh, other people struggle well it made me first recognize my own struggle which mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of us don't recognize i think we are all so hard on ourselves we don't have any compassion for ourselves and uh, uh, it made me re- recognize i'm a human being I, you know i'm not a machine who just has to kind of move to the next milestone the next achievement the next how old trophy. were you if i may uh, ask this was exactly what 5 years ago when i was 30 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, it was yeah it was it was a very hard time. so the introspection that came in this time is because of which you were started mm-hmm. so it led to good things uh, and i've always actually thanked my anxiety because i feel i became a better person because of it uh, although at that time it was like i felt like i'm going to die any second um there was one thing the second thing that uh, that has genuinely helped me is teaching you know uh, because uh, uh, when i was teaching i kind of entered my classrooms with the objective not just to teach but also to learn and not How just nice. to talk but also to listen mm-hmm. and i feel like that's the most radical thing that i ended up doing uh, because uh, um, i feel like and again this is somewhere i've just led all my life like trying to 
be the thing or the person that I never had growing up. So I have tried to be like all the things that I've seen kind of going wrong. You know, the opposite. Wrong. Like, yeah, I'd be the opposite. So I never had like enough teachers who would empathize with me or who would care about me as a young person. You know, if I had questions, they would tell me to shut up. If I had, you know, and again. I also don't begrudge teachers now that I know what salaries they operate on. How can they? I mean, I just the systemic problems. These are all systemic problems. But I wanted to be a teacher that kind of shows up for students, cares for students, and there are many like that. I'm not the only one. There are thousands and thousands, you know, who kind of on the. And I was doing it again. I had the privilege of it not being my day job. My day job was still in the entertainment industry. I was making money, right. so I I had the privilege of not worrying about, about yeah. yeah worrying about my paycheck, and I could just like teach in a way where I was I was uh, able to empathize with every person. I was able to spend time with my students, which not every teacher has the luxury of doing. Mm. So again, you know, and I think just that that just taught me so much, you know, because again, I think the core idea of even what I'm doing at Yuva came from those classrooms because I realized that every young person has. so much to say mm-hmm. but there's just not enough people who are willing to listen and if we just give young people this respect of listening i think like genuinely they can you know they can be empowered to creating mm-hmm. these incredible safe spaces where um they can i mean they can help each other they can be a community of empathy and and the world becomes a better place i genuinely feel can start with listening you spoke about sy- systemic changes that we require and yeah. you in a way created a parallel system where you gave <laughs> every college a space for yeah. the students to come together and speak what they were feeling yeah now as a coach I, when i heard this idea for the first time i think uh, 2 years ago i'm like but what if you know they don't understand what yeah. if they'll end up making a comment about somebody they don't mean to yeah. but what if that so is there any way you teach these students to deal with emotions or like how do you know that the the ripple effects going out are so, empathetic only so two things a of course i'm not you know a trained professional so i don't ever go and you know teach anything mm. okay i i always come from a place of lived experience i always first talk about myself i always start with vulnerability i always uh speak about what i have gone through and and then turn the you know mic to them and then say that okay now i have spoken my bit and i want to hear you if you are i mean you've given the respect of listening to me i want to give the same respect to you so it's really that simple i go into every space with that with with that sense of uh love i think <laughs> you know <laughs> i think a lot of it was also naivety when i went when we went for the first road show i just what just i want to be kind no so again in it came from my college where in my classrooms i started something called the kindness project mm. because i realized that a lot of my young students were constantly coming to me individually to talk about the mental health issues mm. and i just be like you know individually all of these are just lovely people but somehow like most of them just don't talk to each other or like even worse hate each other mm. so i was like one day i just i said you know what i know all of you individually i know that you are lovely people but i feel like all of you judge each other and i want to create this non judgmental space so i would love for you all to come up and like talk about you know who you are and what your story is beyond the label your classroom and the world has given to you and i just started this as a wow. really like <laughs> i'm getting goosebumps hearing this so i wish i would have had a teacher who did that for us i didn't realize what it would do at that time i was i didn't realize you know honestly speaking i i was um 
again as a naivety <laughs> and uh, what it did honestly was it created what now i understand to be a safe space mm. it created uh, you know what i now understand to be like a mental health positive conversation mm. where young people then just start coming up because they were just never been told that you know what mm. we want to hear you and you want to hear who you are authentically outside of all of these labels we put on each other and we will not judge and that is something that every young person kind of wants in their life right please stop judging me mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah and then people would come up and they'd speak they'd cry and they'd hug each other and then just this beautiful empathetic thing that started a wave of empathy came and then for the next four batches or five batches i kind of now constructed this as a project and mm. saying like it's the kindness project and all of us have to be like kind to each other <laughs> you know and talk about our stories in non-judgmental spaces and when you were started i had to give up teaching because I, i had to focus on this one of the most important things i mean i i i just wanted to see first mm. what i do and i used to you know earn the trust of my students over right. a semester right and then at the end say okay here's the same that was my question yeah, yeah. so can is it possible is again very stupid to in fact even like go with it and say let me try and see if i one hour i have <laughs> when i will talk and at the end of it you have trust up. and you yeah. <laughs> but i mean again i didn't i didn't once think why would it not work mm. my always question my question always was what if it works right and what would it take <laughs> yeah and 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 i started going and i realized all it took was for me to be vulnerable as long as as soon as How i would be beautiful end, this yeah. is nikhil <laughs> this is so beautiful and so real no, you know so, i'm currently writing a book and wow. two days back i i wrote a chapter about labels yeah. and so on mental fitness and you yeah. know different ways of the gamification in a way but i'm going to go back and rewrite that chapter and going to mention wow. this this is this has to be spoken about because we really need to know the story yeah. of how important it is to drop the labels yeah and and you know that's what i think everyone is looking out for authenticity in each other mm. and uh, if you are going and speaking especially with young people who are always like i feel like far brighter than we give them credit for far more empathetic than we give them credit for if you are able to be vulnerable in a, in a and and kind to them you know they they respond with the same kindness because unfortunately they just haven't received enough of it in their lives right mm. like across my road show you know the number of people who've come to me like boys who have come to me and just said things like you know can i have a hug and why because no one's ever given one to me Aww. and i'm just like oh man uh nobody's ever said i love you to me nobody's ever been kind to me and you'd hear i'm just like so many stories of loneliness and you'd realize man this country just needs to create more such spaces you know and that is the attempt with you are you know like again whether it is through our content whether it is through our offline work we do the aim is you know to bring people together in a world where you know while technology and while social media started with that aim itself i think just has gone wayward and now there's a lot more hate online than i than i see any kind of kindness and compassion so i feel like offline spaces now have become incredibly important you know i work for working professionals and my job is i used to work with leaders and post pandemic i said no no these great amazing mental fitness tools high performance mindset tools have to be uh, easy accessible and thereby less talk to working professional which is a larger and you know they reach a point where they can't turn back and they feel really anxious and all 
I didn't think about UI as a category <laughs> because I always thought I I don't know whether I can. Sure. But I'm more than happy to do whatever it takes. And if you want to gamify and make it simpler for them, but really like no, to do it. Sounds really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, and that is their attempt, honestly. Like that's the challenge. I think that not just the company that we run, not just I think the work you are doing, but I think as a country, yeah. the big challenge right now is how to solve for loneliness. How to yeah. solve this problem yeah, because people is, suffer and they do not even talk about it. Like, you know, yeah, medical thing, you yeah, go and you fix. Yeah. Okay. And the thing over here is that young people are talking about it, but we are not listening enough. And that's the thing we need to now do more of, you know. Um, why is mental health not a part of education? Why is mental health not a part of our larger policy? I know there's some work that is starting now, but it's just not nearly enough. Yeah, two questions. Yeah. One, if you want to talk to the parents of these students yeah. young indians what would you tell them <laughs> i'd say that uh, um dear parents <laughs> you know i know it is uh, um i know that when you were growing up there was a generation gap that even you had where your parents or your elders were perhaps not kind enough or empathetic enough to you and they uh casually and constantly dismissed your emotions mm. as being invalid but this is a generation that is far more aware of their own emotions that you'd ever be mm. all you need to do is just listen mm. all you need to do is just be there for them you don't i know it is tough to sometimes not parent but that's probably what's needed from the parents of this generation to uh, uh to kind of you know put their hand out there and just be friends and be kind and just create non-judgmental spaces for young people uh, and I think that's most of your job done and most people think listening is about agreeing yeah. you don't have to agree most parents yeah. cannot listen because they think oh if I once I parents listen parents think listening is about finding solutions right and also agreeing yeah. like either I find solution yeah. and fix you yeah. or if I listen to you that means I agree, I agree. with your choices <laughs> None no, of that is sometimes, true. Sometimes, yeah, like what is therapy? But like us trying to process our own emotions through Absolutely. talking. And while we're talking, we realize, oh, maybe, you know what I just said? Like, oh, I think I got it now. <laughs> and most of the times, you know, like even if someone, a young person is going through a tough time, they are not going, you know, half the battle is just the fact that they have all of these things bottled inside and they just don't have an outlet to put it out, right? You know, and the internet and social media has become that outlet for a lot of people. In a way, unfortunately, right? Because but in a way, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. people around us are They'd not listening. They'd much rather that it be the people they love the most. Yeah. Like, why is they? Why is it always said that it's easier to speak to strangers than to your the people you love the most? Because, because they're are, not listening. Because A, they're not listening and when they listen, they judge. You know, and that's like, that judgment comes from our society it comes from our families and if we are able to look at each other with just a little less judgment i think like young people are going to be far more happier they'll probably not spend that much time on the internet you <laughs> yeah. know which so if your child is spending more time on yeah. internet then you should know that you're yeah. not spending yeah. time but you enough. should also then realize because you also not spend too much time on the internet that do you <laughs> how much time do you want your child to be free because you need to be free for that amount of time as what well what child my mother spends so much of time <laughs> exactly <laughs> what i'm saying exactly what i'm saying last question yeah if you have to work with these younger generation people i do work with generation no not people. you people who are listeners sure. and if they have no clue about it and they you know do not have the wherewithal uh, is there a like a way like you know two or three things that they can follow 
besides listening of course we spoke about that i think the the thing that i tell all people who are in leadership positions uh, is that you need to be the leader or the boss or the manager that you never got in your early days mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really as simple as that how beautiful you know when we were in the first or second of our, of our jobs most of us were like told that again the work you know work only happens in a certain way and your work life only operates in a certain way and especially people in the media you have to be always constantly available and you don't forget about your life outside of work if you are passionate about it then your passion means everything with this generation is saying no actually i need to have a life outside of work that's that's what we wanted remember yeah. like and we never <laughs> got so now why are you begrudging others who ask for the same you know and it's and not, having a possibility of getting yeah, it yeah and you know what and and what i what i honestly speaking i feel like give it to them and take it for yourself as well <laughs> you give them that weekend off but you also take it have proper work timing where at 7:30 they're out of the office and you can also do that mm. you know you can also find a way of to have a life outside of work if you give it to your you know employees or colleagues or whatever so i just feel like it it really comes down to that just simplicity and also know it's not easy to uh uh obviously there's a huge generation gap that has now turned into some sort of a communication gap so it will take time it is tough if it's tough for you trust me it's also tough for them mm. you know and and open communication is always going to be the thing that fixes it mm. if you don't know how to communicate with young people then find somebody who does or you come to uva we'll help you <laughs> <laughs> you know but but honestly speaking you need to constantly be in communication with young people to as i said listen to them but to also understand how you can together work on a new system that will work for all of you and that will work for everyone versus so just accepting that you yeah. don't have an answer yeah is the first first absolutely, part of solving a problem yeah absolutely. because old solutions won't They absolutely won't. work and people are noticing that they're realizing that people young people don't stick into stick at jobs anymore and the reason for that is because you are still trying to work in the same way that you were uh, when you were starting off you got the same work environment and now if you're going to replicate the same environment for a new generation that's never going to work so what kind of environment they require again i think uh, an environment that is comfortable with mistakes you know How i think uh, an environment that is that is uh, that understands that life is beyond work yeah too. you know that that does that looks at you know people not just in terms of hr and employee number but as human beings and recognizing again that you have to give it time for any new system to work mm. a you need new systems the old systems are not going to work and b the new systems are going to take time it's going to take collaborative effort and it will take compassion and empathy uh, and again i'm not at all saying that you have to open your heart and be like very be, kind yeah be that. taken for granted or taken for a ride and you know no not at all i'm just saying that you know um you need to where young people need to learn discipline and need to learn professionalism hmm. need to learn and not just because because they're entering the workforce for the first time nobody knows it at that yeah. time right yeah. so those are the things that you they need to learn but what you also need to learn is how to kind of be a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more empathetic because that's just the world now that that they want and they need to be able to pick up the same skills that we picked up by when when people were harsher to us mm. and being unkind to us that's not going to work so mm. both now where earlier like our bosses and our managers never had to do any work or any effort outside of like just give us tasks and you know shout Figure at it us out, until yeah. it was yeah until it was done 
we will need to put in a little bit of effort and i can promise that effort is going to be good for you also because there's a lot to learn from the way the generation works i'm going to remember this line in leadership from you you said every time i went to teach i kept made sure that i learned and every time i spoke i made sure i i heard it's beautiful it's really helpful <laughs> thanks aditi like oh, really so good at what God. you do thank you thank wow. you so much This is really helpful, genuinely, like such a helpful conversation. I did. So Nikhil, thank you so much. Not only for for sharing such wonderful things, but I think you know it's very easy to become a teacher and tell people, "Apko ye karna hai, wo karna hai." And at the same time, come and ask questions. It's not always easy. So thank you so much for being vulnerable, truly vulnerable, <laughs> and truly authentic, and beyond the garbs and definition of these words, being yourself. Just an honor. Thank you so. Thank much. you, thank you, Riti, for having me. I mean, I I think I learned a lot about myself also today. Like, uh, as I said, I've repeated many times that you're really good at what you do, and I'm so glad that we had the second part of this conversation where I've really like I'm I'm now processing so many different things that I've spoken to you about, uh, and I'm going to continue like I'm not just going to think but also act on a few <laughs> of these things. That's that's my takeaway. कोचिंग सेशन उनके कुछ जो ब्रेक थ्रू पॉइंट्स थे यू कैन सिंपली वॉच दिस टू फाइंड योर ओन ब्रेक थ्रूज एंड दैट इज द ब्यूटी ऑफ वॉचिंग अ लाइव कोचिंग सेशन दैट हैपन्स ऑन द अदिति सुराना शो तो मेक श्योर कि आप ये प्रीवियस एपिसोड्स भी चेक करो बिकॉज दैट्स हाउ वी ग्रो इन दिस होल प्रोसेस एक बारी का काम नहीं है धीरे धीरे पत्थर को हमारे मन के लिमिटेशंस को ब्रेक करना पड़ेगा एंड दैट्स वाई दिस सीरीज इज क्रिएटेड लाइक दैट Thank you so much for being part of this. Make sure that you like, subscribe and press that notification icon so that you and I continue to grow together. Thank you.